Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey, folks, before we start the show, let's talk about our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Show. Okay, usually I sit here and I list all the bonus content you're going to get for subscribing. But today, today I thought I'd tell you straight up that it's your monthly support, whether it's a dollar per month, $5 per month, $10 per month, or $15 per month, that's what keeps this show alive. Your support makes it possible for us to deliver four shows a week and to stay on top of all the latest politics news. It's all because so many folks have pitched in just a few dollars per month. And yes, you're also going to get exclusive bonus content like the post-mortem show and the after party in exchange for your financial support. But mainly you, you help keep the lights on at the Bob Seska Show, and I'm eternally grateful grateful for that support. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com We say it make you feel like a real man when you shoot. It's a nice feeling. I enjoy it. It feels good. Your body feels alive, uh, good, like a proper man. Especially when you're shooting a machine gun. Yes. How many can it It's about 800 rounds per minute. Wallawilla is a good gun. (laughs) 800 per minute? It means you have a many criminal try to you kill? Yeah. You can just waste them. After I'm done with guns, I always go to the topless club. I like it very much. Only, to only, shoot um, a gun and to see a big... Uh, and that, and that would, yeah, that really sums it up. This is what a man should do. A man should be able to shoot the gun and enjoy... Now look at naked women. Yes. Yes. High five. <laughs> Come on through. It's all about I kick your ass, Osama. Wawawiwa! You are a real man. High five. Can you buy this gun for self-defense? It's possible. It's not easy to. Can you buy anti-tank gun for self-defense? You can. Good. In Texas. Bob Seska. Bob. 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 The Bob Seska Show. (laughs) 
Jeez, I wonder what we're talking about today. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, May 25, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 126 of the Biden-Harris administration, 531 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. And normally, right here, I would play this. Not this time, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to see if I can do this on the fly. I hadn't planned on doing this, but I'm going to try it because we're going to bring in uh, Cliff Schechter here. So let's try this. Cliff Schechter. You said it all. Close enough. Doesn't matter. Cliff Schechter, how are you, my friend? Sitting in for Buzz Burbank today. Uh, I am doing well. I very much enjoyed the Sasha Baron Cohen uh, Borat. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I figured... Because it was perfect for what we were talking about, but he just so brings out uh, the actual sort of id and really intelligence of the average uh, conservative at this point. Uh, Um, It's perfect. Plus the fact that that guy's saying you can buy an anti-tank gun... In Texas, if you need it for self-defense, yeah, right. right? And we got to right. be talking about this uh, this Texas law that's winding its way through the state legislature here in, in just a second. And that was really the main reason why, because this is absolutely insane. And th- this speaks to a broader problem, even beyond the scope of firearms and gun control and all the rest of it. So we're going to get to that in just a second, Cliff. So, yeah, Cliff Schechter from the Unprecedented Podcast on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, sexyliberal.com, also patreon.com slash unprecedented pod yeah buzz is uh traveling home today after the loss of his dad uh last week and uh we talked about that a little bit on thursday and friday and we all of course extend our condolences to our good friend buzz and hope he's doing well and hope he's uh traveling safely and gets home arrives back in uh, florida uh in one piece and uh there it is but um oh you know what else here's the other thing we got going on today uh, did you see that story last week, uh, Cliff, where apparently Barack Obama had some pretty nasty things to say about Donald Trump in private, which is one of my favorite stories of <laughs> of last week. I actually, I didn't read about it. I saw somebody, I think I saw it on Twitter when everyone was like, yeah. you know, it had all, had all the makings of the usual kind of right wing whiny grievance fest, you know, oh, mm-hmm. he's so mean and he said stuff in private because you're not allowed to say bad things in private about the guy <laughs> yeah. who, who says bad things about everybody in public. Yeah. So I assumed it was just that. Was there anything more to, that I missed on that vastly important story? No, not really. Other than the fact that I brought in uh, foul mouth Barack to be uh, a third co-host on today's show. Let's check in with foul mouth Barack Obama. There are white folks and then there are ignorant motherfuckers like you. Yes, he's he's already talking about the Republicans. Let's see who else here. Now, you know that guy ain't shit. Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. <laughs> that's actually, that's real Barack Obama swearing in his audiobook. Shit's getting way too complicated for me. Uh, I mean, no, it's not from his audiobook. It's actually foul mouth Barack who's sitting here in studio with us, right? right. There are white folks, mm-hmm. and then there are ignorant motherfuckers like you. Thanks. Thanks so much <laughs> for saying that, Mr. President. Okay, so we'll be checking in with uh, foul mouth Barack throughout uh, today's show. As we should, really, <laughs> as anybody really would. It's, it's going to be one of those shows. It's going to be one of those days. Already is. And part of the problem I'm glad is. I know that, yeah, that we've already set off being foul mouth because, you know, that that is something I, I excel at. So. <laughs> I know. That's part of the requirements on this show is that you got to come with potty mouth. Uh, but, you know, I'm in one of those moods partly because I had to get my car fixed today and it's still in the shop. But here's the thing um, I couldn't open the passenger 
passenger, the front passenger side door of my car. For some reason, I guess the mechanism in, inside of it went haywire and blew a gasket. So you can't open that door at all. So the only option to get in the car from the passenger side is to do a Dukes of Hazard style and jump in the window. You just got ahead of me. I was going to ask if you did a Dukes of Hazard thing to get in. <laughs> See, <But> you, was- <laughs> that's you're the one, basically the only person I know who who actually can sometimes beat me to the cheesy 80s and 90s and whatever type film references. Right. Damn you, Seska. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. This has never happened to me before where you just can't open the door of the car. The inside handle doesn't work. The outside handle doesn't work. And so uh, it's just stuck there. And I've never been in this position before. So my first instinct was to call an auto body shop because they'd have to right. somehow pry the door panel off somehow to get in there and fix it. And, the you know, I called the dealership and it would have been a hundred and fifty five dollars just to get a diagnostic. Now, mind you, my car was manufactured to look at it and say, shit, the door can't open, Bob. That's one hundred fifty five. <laughs> no, right exactly right. It's <laughs> that'll be one hundred fifty five dollars, Bob. And what did you do? Oh, we just looked at the door and determined we jiggled the handle, couldn't open it. So there you go. There's your diagnostic. But, uh, you know, it's funny. I don't cut, cut you off. I'll just say quickly. I literally was making an appointment. Mine is two weeks out or so. Yeah. Because I got sideswiped and I've got like, you know, oh, no. screwed up paneling on the side of my car and whatever. And it's like, I've been driving around two months that way, just saying, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not fixing it. <laughs> With duct but tape. Think, you got the duct tape on there and the like, plastic. Yeah. I think I'm picking, exactly. I think I'm picking my kids up from school and everybody's like, hey, why is your dad homeless? You know, so I, I think we're at a point now where maybe it's time to. To get the car fixed, so I gave in. Damn it! Now yeah, I can probably yeah. raise my insurance premiums. Well, here's a good incentive for you to subscribe to our Patreon pages: <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Bob Seska Show, also Patreon.com/slash Unprecedented Pod, because we're our cars are falling apart. My car rolled off the assembly line cliff when George W. Bush was still president. So there you go. That's the kind of thing I'm driving. I'm just kidding. Yes, H H W. My car gets two miles to the gallon, and it was manufactured in the '80s. Uh, no, and also George W. Bush. I, I, I drive a car that rolled off the line in 2008. So lucky for and me. And you still want to have that car. You want to get it fixed now and still have it when George P. Trump Bush becomes president. So <laughs> That's right. I'm hanging on to it <laughs> to come full circle, of course. It'd be you, like- you can go from all the way from sort of, you know, if you, if you really had it for like 70, 80 years, that car. Yeah. You could go from like liberal Republican to moderate Republican to right wing Republican to mm. fascist. Exactly. Uh, Bush family members all in like, you know, with one car. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, in an elected office. It's, 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 it's a great lineage. It's the only lineage. I think the only other lineage that's devolved as quickly as the Bush lineage is the Romney one. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yes. But you know what? I'm blaming the Bush people. I'm blaming the Bush administration on my defective vehicle. The reason the car door won't open is George W. Bush's fault. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm telling myself. It is. But the fact of the matter is he wasn't going to save the auto industry. Freaking, you know, potty mouth Obama did. Shit's getting way too complicated for me. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. All, all you got to do if you need your car repaired and you have a regular auto mechanic who works on your car, like a mom and pop shop and you go in there normally and you can't open your car door they can fix your car door that's what i finally resolved i said you know what i'm just going to call the guy who changes my oil and, and fixes my battery when it dies or something like that and sure enough that's where it is that's what he's doing he's fixing the door right now as we speak and long story short 
That's why we're getting underway uh, late right now, right? And uh, Barack yep. Obama, in fact, foul-mouthed Barack has something to say about the other auto mechanics, the, the dealership that wanted to upcharge me. Now, you know that guy ain't shit. See? Uh, so anyway. Um, it's, it's, it's like It sounds like a nicer version of, of the, oh, man, the character of the bad guy. What's his name? The Denzel character from Training Day. <laughs> King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Remember he's yelling all that shit at the end? Oh, yeah. You motherfuckers ain't nothing. Yeah, in any case, you must have seen that movie, right? Oh, absolutely. And you know, I, I wanted film. to I wanted to add here too at the top of the show. Um, I was I've been thinking about talking about this, but I've been really hesitant. So I want to say a few things about UFOs, but I don't want to say I don't want to get into the UFO thing here on the free portion of the show. So we're going to talk about UFOs. We're going to talk about, I'm not saying we're going to talk about aliens, but we're going to talk about aliens and we're going to to do that on the, (laughs) we're going to do that on the postmortem show coming up later. So if you're not subscribed already, go to patreon.com slash Bob Susker show. Sign up. You want to miss the good stuff, guys. You won't subscribe. If you want to actually (laughs) hear the good shit on this show, like I'm the free, uh, you know, like the appetizer that nobody really wants to eat. Right. Right. Bob's going to give you the good stuff later. That's the, the steak is coming later. (laughs) You know so, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm really beginning to hype it a little too much, given what I have to say about the, the UFOs, the alleged okay. uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon that have been popping up. So you're up. not going to just be like, okay, it's the paid section of the show now. <laughs> but now about UFOs, that shit's nuts. Okay, we're done. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so join us on our postmortem show uh, on our Patreon page. Again, bobsuskashow.com. That's the simple way to get there. And uh, sign up for $5 a month, and you can listen to what we have to say about the UFOs and a whole lot more. Probably some Marjorie Taylor Greene in there. Dan Bongino. We're going to talk about Dan Bongino, too, on the Postmortem awesome. Show coming up later. Uh, but in the meantime, let's and talk. If you wait until the Postmortem Show, he may unblock you, block you, and unblock you again to insult you and then block you again <laughs> all in that time. That's right. <laughs> what do you think, uh, foul mouth Barack? Now, you know that guy ain't shit. Yep. Sorry, ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. He doesn't. <laughs> he absolutely doesn't. Yeah. No, he sure doesn't. Okay. Well, let's talk about this uh, this law that is uh, winding its way through the Texas legislature. It is, it, it's actually passed through both chambers of the Texas legislature already, or is it just passed through one of the chambers? I'm not sure exactly uh, where it is in that process, but I think it's just passed through the House. Yeah. Um, but I, you know. There's no reason to think it won't make it all the way through. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm not 100% sure. I'm sorry about that. I should have looked it up. I, I saw that the AP thing that you sent that you sent out. But the thing is, oh, it's, is it's, that it's passed through the entire legislature. I'm just saying this now. Okay. So, yeah. So it's just headed to, uh, to Greg Abbott's desk right now. Which I means- mean, the key thing is here is this is sort of the, the bad one of the, you know, let's put this way. You couldn't find a better example of who the right wing are. Versus us. Like, remember yeah. when Hillary Clinton, the person who should have been elected president in 2016, but some people like were like, I don't like her that much. Um, and, <laughs> you know, if, if, if when she said, brought up in the, in the 90s that there was a vast right wing conspiracy yeah. and was mocked for it, there's a vast right wing conspiracy. There has been. It's been going on for a while. Yep. These guys don't even hide it. Mm-hmm. And so the group Alec, which I know you're familiar with oh yeah you know american legislative affairs council very nice name for a group of right-wing kooks that push push corporate christianist and other like ridiculous legislation through you know whoever funds them Mm -hmm. you you never will see one of these things happening in one state yeah it's like if you turn on a flashlight in a new york city apartment and i i lived in many new york city apartments i could say this and you see one cockroach you know there's a hundred more exactly um 
Do you see these things pass one state? So far this year, I don't have the entire list, but it is passed in Tennessee. It is passed in Iowa. It's being debated here in Ohio right now. Um, and they, there's a purposeful plan that they go to all of the all of the state legislatures in either conservative states or the ones in swing states that they have not given back to us that they took in mm-hmm. 2010. And, you know, with with another vast right wing conspiracy of coke money, you know, sitting there preparing to, to gerrymander like crazy. Yep. And, you know, they've decided determined that in all the states they, they don't they do their homework. They fail here and there. Like we can get it through. We have we have enough right wing legislators in these states and we've got right wing governors who are either supported or such wimps, they'll sign it because they don't want the trouble, mm-hmm. which is what I'm thinking with Mike DeWine, the guy who actually had one of the better records on gun safety when he was a U.S. senator, um, uh, lived, was an actual sort of moderate back then. Oh, yeah. But now he's already being challenged because, you know, he did too much in the pandemic, meaning like he didn't just say you should all go outside or all go inside a movie theater, breathe on each other and die. Mm-hmm. You know, he like was better than most Republicans or any Republican governor, not in one of those few northeastern states that aren't really Republicans. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's already they've already got it. So that's what's going to happen here in Texas. I mean, Abbott's one of them. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a nutball, Um, you know, so that. So, yeah, I mean, and and again, I I don't know what you want me to say about this, Bob, because because this is a topic I've done so much work on. It's probably (laughs) what you thought of having me on. You've you've done okay so far. That's for sure. (laughs) well, I mean, I don't want to bore people if it's going to bore them with all of the history. Well, yeah, I just I, I don't I don't think people get how ahistoric this where we are. Right. They yeah, think this yeah. is a natural timeline. Mm-hmm. Right. And I like to tell people pre-1980, we had three, maybe four states in this country that allowed concealed carry for any purpose whatsoever. That's right. I mean, you, you know, they, they, the, the court, the case they're taking to the Supreme Court right now, um, which should scare everybody, is the one based on New York's law, which will not just, it doesn't just have a, a shall carry. It's, it's not just a, you want to carry for any freaking reason? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Yep. New York, ha- New York actually does a background check and get, you have to get a permit and they make you go on the range and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And they want to get rid of all that because, because their aim since the right wingers, it's not by accident that it started changing in the 80s. The 77 was when right here, known as the Cincinnati Revolt, right here where I live now in Cincinnati, they had their their uh, convention here. Mm-hmm. And the hardline white nationalist nuts that it took 30 years more to take over the actual Republican Party had, took over the NRA. Then. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's, you know, that is where we are. Yeah. And the gun companies obviously use the NRA as a, protective sort of, you know, uh, they, they let the NRA go out and take all the heat and they privately push all this legislation. Exactly fucking right. And in fact, it's the NRA that has made it possible for the entire Republican Party to support these, you know, unrestricted access laws for firearms to be able to, you know, the, the reason why the entire Republican Party is now lined up, uh, you know, in favor of unrestricted access to firearms is because the NRA has provided them enough cover to do it. It used to be that Republicans would kind of split when it came to gun control measures. I mean, you had the, right. I mean, going back to Ronald Reagan supporting the uh, assault rifle ban and the Brady Bill and so on, things like right. that. Something but, about getting shot in the head made Ronald Reagan say, hey, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe there should be some laws around those guns. Right, right. So typically Republicans always used to support this kind of stuff. I mean, not every Republican. There was, it was, but usually this unrestricted access to firearms thing, the second 
Second Amendment purity was all about the far right. And it was Correct. never about mainstream Republicans. But now it is. It's the entire Republican Party. And there's an interesting uh, kind of broader picture to all of this that I want to talk about here in just a second. But so we're clear, this Texas law, which appears to be uh, all but passed, Greg Abbott's going to sign this. It's going to. Pa- I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, be defeatist, but it's going to pass. Oh yeah, it's, it's absolutely. There's, there's no way he's. There's no way he's not signing. Yeah, and so. even if he vetoed it, I think it would. I think the legislature would override the veto. And th- he's never. The only way veto. he's not signing it is if those aliens that you're going to talk about in the paid periods later <laughs> are, are benevolent masters of all. Yes. Come down here, take over what little exists of Greg Abbott's cerebral uh, cortex and put an actual intelligent thought in it. Right. I don't see it happening. I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. Uh, Exactly. What this law will do is allow you to carry a handgun without a license, uh, without a background check or without any firearm training whatsoever. They are pandering so much. To this uh, hobbyist, weekend warrior, military cosplaying, red hat insurrectionist faction that wants to own all the guns. And to me, this law is one step away from saying, yeah, you can buy an anti-tank launcher if you want to. You can buy mortar rounds and all of this other uh, heavy artillery. If you want to, it seems like that's just around the corner, because if we're talking about carrying handguns without a license, without a background check or without training, they are moving toward unfettered access to whatever weaponry you could possibly imagine. If you can think of it, you can probably buy it in Texas. And that seems to be always been the end goal. Yeah, right. I mean, Scalia even joked at one time. About, you know, when they talked about when they passed Heller in 2008, which was the first time, again, completely ahistoric, an overturning of the understanding of the Second Amendment by every, like, person with a couple brain cells to rub together Mm -hmm. since the dawn of the Republic, which was a well-regulated militia meant a well-regulated militia. And sure, that meant that you could you could have laws that allowed people to go beyond that. That means it didn't mean that that was all, you know, that was up to the states and the federal government, but that the only thing the Constitution provided for was that if you were a part of a well-regulated militia, which meant they, you know, that, that they were thinking about defending the country from internal rebellion, like, let's say, people attacking the Capitol on January 6th mm. or, you know, external forces attacking us, like, let's say, the Russians joining with Donald Trump, yeah. um, you know. That's what, you know, that is what what the Constitution dealt with. And in Heller, when they still had what I would call a very conservative Supreme Court, but not a radical one, um, you know, they they decided that they would have some limits. So they said, you know, it has to be a weapon that they consider to be a normal use, not an exotic, I think was the term they used and whatever. But even at that time with that, Scalia, who was one of the radicals, said, well, you know, we're saying any weapon you can carry around with you is maybe not exotic. So could you carry around a shoulder-fired fired missile? I don't know. Sure. Seriously, he yeah. said that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the problem people need to understand here is in the time since then, because we've played nice and they've stolen two Supreme Court seats um, and much else, um, you know, even, if, even the only one left there that I would call a conservative on the court is Roberts. Yeah. Bad, conservative. His philosophy, as far as I'm concerned, is inane. But I would actually grant him the title of conservative, mm-hmm. uh, who actually has a philosophy. Yeah, they now have five, a majority, who are radicals. They're yeah. not conservatives. Mm-hmm. They are radical. 
So they don't need Roberts anymore. Right. And that's what they needed to get to. And so now they've, they just took this case about, as I said about New York and we could see that mm-hmm. because we could now see the five radicals overturn everything. Yep. I mean, we could see them say no background checks can be required anywhere. You know, anybody can carry any weapon, you know, at any time. I don't know. Maybe I'll be able to buy a tank to protect my house. I don't really know, but it's, you know, we're, we're, we're a multi-billion dollar arms bazaar market for, for people that own, own, you know, firearm uh, companies and other types of all the other garbage, you know, sort of paraphernalia, silencers and, you know, night vision goggles and all the other crap that, you know, that for these, these, you know, bulbous, you know, wimpy weekend warriors you brought up who are <laughs> real tough guys till it comes to actually going and fighting for their country. Yep. You know, all the Ted Cruz's that escaped to Cancun looking like Fidel Castro, you know, and, 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 and acting all tough. But when it comes to actually doing anything that puts themselves at risk, never would. No. Um, and, and that's what this is about. Yeah. Yeah. And here's, I think what's happening in slow motion before our eyes. I, I think there is a cold secession going on right now. And it's not one of those things where the legislature votes to secede from the union, all the, the traditional way that it normally goes, like what, the way it went in uh, 1861. Uh, it's not going like that. But what they're doing with laws like this and with the anti-abortion, anti-choice trap laws, they're driving people out of those states. And yeah, we've had blue states, yeah. red states for quite some time now. But now the rubber is really hitting the road with laws like this. If you want to live in a place where you can go into a Target department store or Costco or something like that and not have to worry about uh, hillbillies carrying fucking AR-15s on their backs, you have to go to a blue state. In order to avoid unfettered firearm access in public spaces, no matter where you go, and the inevitable shootouts that will occur as a consequence of that, uh, you have to move to a blue state. If you are a woman of reproductive age, and you want to have full access uh, without government interference to your own uterus, you're going to have to move to a blue state. That's where we're headed. And no matter... It's really tough. I mean, because, you know, really the way it breaks down in the end, much more, as we know, is by county. Yeah. You know, so people like me... Mm-hmm. For example, and my mm-hmm. family get screwed in this because oh, yeah. you know we're we're in Hamilton County around Cincinnati. This the the county voted <clears throat> keeps moving to more, further to the left every election. We just elected three Democratic county commissioners for the first time in I don't know how long. You know, we, the the city of Cincinnati itself went eighty five to ninety percent for for uh, uh, you know well either Hillary or uh, Biden in both of those cases. Mm-hmm. The county here you know, went 60 something percent, 60 percent, something like that for Biden, you know, but but uh, you're right, because at some point, no matter the arts they have here and some of the great job opportunities, there's all these corporate headquarters here like Procter and Gamble and these big companies. But, you know, like we've got professional sports teams, we've got all this stuff. But at some point you may have, you know, I we've we've discussed this. My wife grew up here. Mm -hmm. But at some point you may have to make a choice, because if we've become Jesusville, you know, and essentially women's choice is completely eradicated here. People are walking around with guns on their hips, you know, uh, the gay right ban, gay rights bans and these kinds of things, you know, hostility towards immigrants, minorities of all sorts. Like if their culture overtakes what this county is, which is mm-hmm. completely different, then a lot of us have to rethink these things, oh, yeah. you know, because I'm raising kids here. 
Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, I guess by the time some of that happens, you know, my older kid's 14, you know, we may get to a point where he's old enough and, and, and I wouldn't blame him if he didn't want to come back and settle here. And it's a shame because yeah. they, they're doing this in other States where the overall state is red, but there's some great blue counties in it and they're just killing them. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, Texas deals with that. Georgia deals with that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And places like where you live, Cliff, or places like Austin, Texas, where you're talking about like blue enclaves in the middle of this red zone, you know, and yep. te Texas is a great example of that because I think there are parts of Houston, for example, that are quite there liberal are. and so on. Houston at this point, Dallas, the biggest yeah. counties, the last one to come was Fort Worth, which is like the fifth largest, and it just went for Biden. Mm -hmm. So now all the largest counties go for, for Democrats. And yeah. you grew up Austin. I, I'm thinking about is it Terrence County that that's in, I think. Yeah. Whatever the county is, there, it goes big for Democrats. So, yes. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Sorry. But until those places reach a population level that it can cancel out the red areas of the state, yep. until that happens, those blue places are going to be like West Berlin. You know, in, in this scenario that I'm kind of looking at, as far as, you know, the increased separation of red areas, blue areas, people who support Donald Trump, people who are normal and hate Donald Trump and think he's toxic and shouldn't be part of it. I'm talking about Republicans and Democrats, but of course, mostly Democrats. Uh, those people are either going to be trapped in their little West Berlin areas of these red states, or they're going to have to flee if they want to have the same rights as people in the blue states. Like, for example, if the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, in the blue states... You're still going to be able to have unfettered access to reproductive right. services. You're still going to be able to find a doctor who will perform an abortion quite readily. But if you're in a red state, you're fucked. And that's the no, way that's it exactly all susses right. out. Blue states are going to increasingly pass gun control legislation where red states are making it even easier to buy semi-automatic rifles. Full, I mean, maybe even they're going to go for fully automatic rifles at some point, which I guess well, will yeah, be challenging. Those are the still yeah. from the 19, I think it was a 34 gun laws that we mm -hmm. passed, you know, which was when we first started getting hit by all the mob action around, yeah. you know, um, around, uh, oh God, I'm losing my brain. You know, when they banned booze. Yeah, um, prohibition. prohibition. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, and and they made there wasn't any such thing as an assault rifle back then or mm -hmm. anything like that. It was a machine gun or something that fired a lot less. And so, yeah, they passed a law that you had to go through all sorts of special training. Get so you go through just, you know, you had to go through so much to get get a machine gun that you don't really see anybody with them. They're basically banned. You know, um, it, we we treated machine guns back then the way. Most like some of these other countries treat assault rifles and things of that nature, mm -hmm. which we now you can buy like candy on the corner here. Yeah. Um, you know, and so but you, but again, like the, when you can buy an assault rifle and you can buy one, you know, the kinds of, um, you know, you, you can fill up uh, your clip and, and you can fire in you know, one of those round sort of turret kind of things where you can, where you can fire 100 bullets in like a few seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you like a belt need fed to go to a machine yeah. gun. Oh yeah. You know, at that point, mm -hmm. you know, and then they can get these, these, those things that you they, they can get all these sort of accessories to alter these things and make them fully automatic yeah. instead of being semi-automatic. So, I mean, again, you're right about everything you're saying. And I really do fear at this point, you know, cause Roberts, as I said, is terrible. I'm not defending Roberts at all. I feel like I have to go through this all the time when I talk about certain Republicans who I'm just like are not the most awful. His vote on Heller, his vote on you know Citizens United, his vote on voting rights, he's yeah. awful. I'm yeah. not defending him. 
but he, he backed off a few times because he wanted to, to maintain at least some legitimacy, yeah. like oh, not getting rid of Obamacare, for example, and whatever. He's no longer, he doesn't, he's irrelevant at this point, mm-hmm. unless he can convince anybody else because you've got five radicals on there. Yeah. And I don't, so in the past, people would say Roe versus Wade is gone. I'd say, well, you know, I mean, there's an issue I care a lot about too. I was on the board of, of, of you know, Planned Parenthood here in Ohio. I've done a lot of work for NARAL, Planned Parenthood, other groups like that. I think it's a human right. Um, but I would, I would say, look, you know, as much strongly as I believe in this, you know, as much as we need to fight back and whatever, I don't really think the Supreme Court's going to do it because there's some people that care about the institution. <clears throat> I, I, we're, we're past that now. Mm-hmm. There's five radicals there. I'm shocked if they don't overturn Ray, Roe versus Wade at this point, just like I'm shocked if they don't <clears throat> issue some ridiculous insane ruling on the gun case they've taken yep yep which is one of the reasons why everyone needs to pay close attention to what is still happening on the red hat right including the things that are going to be appearing before the supreme court now that amy coney barrett is there thanks again to donald trump so right. these are all things that we have to pay attention to in order to do what we can to block them, in order to do what we can to overcome them, strategize for uh, elections like 22 and 24 and beyond, and make sure that we're not caught with our pants down. Because so often with uh, Democrats, we find out about something after it's too late. I always remember the Wendy Davis filibuster, speaking of uh, anti-choice laws in Texas, where we only found out about that law when Wendy Davis was filibustering it that night when it was going to pass at like midnight or something like that. And so yep. it was like too little too late, which is why we need to stay up on these things. And for this Texas law, uh, this Texas, we just now found out about it as it's headed to Greg Abbott's desk. So right. we, and again, as I said, it's been happening in all these other states. So again, mm-hmm. there's a, there is a vast conspiracy. Yeah. This is not, there's, they don't do one-offs. Yep. You know, they plan these things out. They look at the map. They see where they can get things done and they do them in all sorts of different types of, you know, whether it's right to work legislation, whether it's anti-choice, whether it's, you know, zealotry against against uh, anybody being allowed to, you know, to to pass bills on climate change, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, what I'm wondering, honestly, is is at what point I mean, this is not about like vengeance or, or even that at this point, but, you know, Blue states basically bail out red states at this point. As you said, yes. they're separating out, you know, in the way they're doing their own sort of slow secession or silent secession. But what that leads to is people don't want to live in those states who <laughs> want to live like 21st century lives yeah. and see, you know, see, see somebody maybe at least once a week who is not pasty white, you know, and doesn't think Donald Trump is the second coming. And, you know, you know what, speaking of pasty white and thinking that Donald Trump is the second coming, we got to talk about this uh, John Kennedy uh, NRA video oh that he God. made a second ago but before uh, i just want to i want to check in with uh foul mouth barack and see if he's following along with all of this crap happening with sure. the gun laws and everything what, what do you think foul mouth barack shit's getting way too complicated for me it's getting way too complicated for both of us too we're working on that though <laughs> all right we're doing our best i mean basically you know if you're california mm-hmm. and you're on your own the fifth largest economy in the world and you're where things are made, right? You've got products, you've got services, you know, you're driving a lot of, of the economy. Um, <clears throat> how long are you gonna, ha- I mean, I really do wonder this, how long are you gonna be willing to hang around and bail out Oklahoma and Alabama and yep. Kentucky and all these places that <clears throat> have passed the kinds of laws and done the kinds of things to drive away the economy of the future, the types of workers who are well-educated and do job the jobs of the future. Like how long are you gonna be willing to do that? 
Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm that's it, California to secede, but it, it really is a question. I wonder. Yeah. Well, that's the pisser of it. Cliff is the fact that as all of this happens, as the red hats overtake the Republican party. And, you know, I believe they already have, I mean, it's, it's kind of fait accompli, yeah. but as this happens, as this evolves, the Democrats have this responsibility to, and it increases as time goes on, this responsibility to be the grown-ups in the room, to do the right thing. It was like Barack Obama coming in in the midst of the Great Recession. Okay, yeah, uh, George right. W. Bush screwed up everything. We got to come in and fix it. Uh, Joe Biden coming in, you know, in the midst of the pandemic and the economic calamity it was causing. Daddy's going to pay for your crash car, as the U2 song goes. That's exactly what happens every time the Republicans end up in charge. And it doesn't work. Right. And the thing that keeps them going, though, is their their propaganda network, their ability to paint themselves as something that they're absolutely not, to paint the Democrats as something that they're absolutely not, and that right. keeps them afloat. That gives them the ability to continually pass things like this Texas law and the trap laws uh, about abortion and to dr- be, keep dragging the country into this fascist idiocracy. These election laws, another good example of it. But before we leave the topic of guns, I want to play this uh, Kennedy clip, and we're going to do that right after a short message from Stephanie Miller. People say puffiness and under-eye bags are the hardest things to get rid of. Till now, introducing Genucel Plant Stem Cell Therapy from Chamonix, specifically targeting eye puffiness and bags. Genucel is incredibly powerful. Natural serum, they guarantee you'll see results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. Listeners see a dramatic improvement in just two weeks. A true Chamonix classic, Genucel contains eight extra ingredients to significantly reduce the appearance of bags and puffiness. Plus, Genucel uses patented plant stem cell technology to improve longevity with brilliant long-term results. Save big right now on Genucel's risk-free introductory offer. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie, promo code Stephanie at checkout for an extra 10% off. That is lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. You'll also get the amazing Zotique Deep Correcting Serum free when you order the most popular package today. Chamonix, the best skincare, best results are your money back. lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That is lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That code is Stephanie. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. The Bob Seska Show. All these situations that we're in is growing thin. Always hesitating to begin when we're listening. So what do I have to do? Now what do I have to say? I put it all on display, but I reach you every day. Oh, I know nobody knows. This thoughts inside my mind that I just cannot show. Hi, this is the great Trissette, along with Three Mind Blind. This 
song called uh, Situations. This is the Brother Fresh and the Dark Man remix of that song. It's brand new, brand new remix from Trisette. Of course, you know Trisette is a uh, is a singer for uh, one of our faves, Bob Malone. Here on the show. Yeah, Trisette.com. That's T-R-Y-S-E-T-T-E.com. And uh, link in the description, etc. BobSuska.com slash music if you want to submit your work. We've got an indie music countdown coming up, I believe, on Memorial Day. Yes, I'm working. I'm doing a show on Memorial Day. Yay for me. All right, uh, we're back here with Cliff Schechter sitting in for uh, Buzz Burbank, who is on his way home to uh, Florida right now after being in Kansas for a while. Uh, John Kennedy, I'm sure you saw this video. This popped up today. A couple of things about this uh, John Kennedy video. First of all, I feel like we need to come up with a different name for Senator John Kennedy. Because it's just I mean, say that right away. I'm offended that he has that name. I know, me too. I just <clears throat> it rubs me the wrong way that we have to say, yeah, Senator John Kennedy is a marble mouthed idiot. And this is right. like, oh if my god. He wants god. to call himself Senator Louis Gomert. I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's right. This <laughs> is we could call him Gomert too. Electric Boogaloo. Exactly. <laughs> Because he is, he's like he's like fucking Gomert, except on the Senate yep. side, which is even scarier. Uh, by the way, you notice last week Gomert referred to himself as the dumbest man in Congress, and that's just, he was just admitting a fact, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I do think there's some <clears throat> some competition there these days, but uh, <laughs> there really is. <laughs> I don't, and, I'm not sure he was giving Madison Cawthorn or uh, <clears throat> or Matt Gates the the sort of. You know the, the what the 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 ups they deserve for at least being in the same bracket as him. I think yeah. you know we could do like a weekly kind of like March Madness thing. Mm-hmm. And I do think Gomer would have the advantage, but I, I yeah. don't think we could say straight out yeah. he's the dumbest. Gomer's a great last name to have because it sounds like the last name of a dumb guy. It just sounds like yep. a word you would use to describe a dumb idiot. And yes. <laughs> it works so it well. Does, but they- Gomer, a, a goober, uh, you know, like. <laughs> Gomer Pyle and Goober. And I mean, Gomer is the perfect name for that moron. And we get this guy. I'm just a little country lawyer. And my name's John Kennedy. And the thing about him is he's completely full of crap, too. He went to Oxford. You know, that's what makes me even angrier. Right. Yeah. That when they when they play this game, Tom Cotton, who went to Harvard and and Ted Cruz, who went to Princeton and, you know, DeSantis, who went to Yale. Like they're the people. They're Nazis. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because. In, in any authoritarian system, you know, when 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 crazy right wingers or or communists or whoever take over, it's it, not always, but often there's it's it's the manipulative ones who are who are smarter than all the dumb rubes who follow them. Again, mm. to go back to Army of the Dead, it's like the alpha zombies versus the shamblers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the main thing is that you got a lot of guys like John Kennedy who went to Oxford, Yale, Harvard, came out of elite academia and who are pretending to be just like their people who are exactly. pretending to be. And while John Kennedy has the voice and the accent, his dumb fuckery yes, is, he plays that up yeah. per- on purpose. And, and here's all about, you know, I mean, I. It's why sometimes people like us have so much trouble understanding people like them because, mm. like, I have some modicum of pride. I yeah. can't imagine purposely acting one of the like one of the dumbest motherfuckers you can think of to act like. Oh, yeah. You know, and and that being a persona you want, you know, people. That's apparently what everybody always says. Boris Johnson does. Yeah. United Kingdom. 
he's this brilliant guy behind the scenes, but he he plays the oh look my hair's messy, the bumbling you know goofy because that's that, the people love it. It's like it's it's populist. Yeah, and it's gotten him as far as he's gotten. Yep. 100%. And this is what they do. This is what they're really good at. It's performative dumb fuckery. That's the yep. drive behind the Republican Party. That's the performance. And you see it also on Fox News Channel. You see it with people like Steve Bannon and Breitbart, where they are just pandering to their own people. I've said it a million times, Cliff. The, the first victims of Trump's lies and deceptions and crimes are his own people. They're the first oh, ones being deceived by the con. And so it's like, it's hard. I mean, I think to, if you looked yeah. at it, it disproportionately, if you look at who was hurt by the economic crash, you know, or the economic problems, which happened because of COVID, which he mm-hmm. ignored and encouraged and everything else and told people not to wear masks. It was, a lot of the people who were dying, you know, and or losing their work or whatever were his own people. Well, here's this John Kennedy clip. This is John Kennedy sitting at his kitchen table cleaning his handgun folks <laughs> i believe that love is the answer but you ought to own a handgun just in case <sighs> all right did you get What's up with the disco in the background i don't know is that his uh, idea of a like a love song is that what he was trying to do was he trying to do like yeah. a like a funky kind of like slow jam <laughs> It feels kind of like that. I'm a little bit upset by it. I, I, I thought he might break out into some Barry White at some point there. What did he say? I think love is the answer, but when you're in doubt, there's a handgun? What? So you shoot yeah, I mean, your I think wife? The, what? I yeah. I mean, like the his whole sort of what he'll say, mm. you know, of course, what you know, they leave that purposely ambiguous. So what he'll say is. You know, I meant love your neighbor, but you got to be ready in case someone come busting down that door, you know, in his dumbass accent. Yeah, but, okay. But, um, and by the way, I'm not just making fun of all Louisiana accents, folks. He puts one on on purpose. Yeah. And adds to it. So just so you know. And then he, um, and then he doesn't, then he doesn't put his teeth in. That That's the other thing exactly. I noticed. Like, okay, so you're a, a sitting United States Senator, Mr. Kennedy. Right. Put your teeth in for the video. So, <laughs> but I think he leaves him out just to, just to connect, just to connect with his people. And then yeah, the other I'm, thing, I'm one of the regular people. Oh yeah, you know, we all go to Oxford. Um, and the, well, that and, was and so say, he does that. Yeah, but but the message. There's nobody who can watch that, and and who you know, considering the vast majority, you know, three percent of Americans own fifty percent of the guns out there. Mm. The, you should avoid that three percent. Start with that. Um, the vast majority of those are male. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So nobody's very few people aren't picking up on the I believe in love, but you know love doesn't work. You know, I mean, yeah, he'll say he's <laughs> talking about somebody busting in the house. Yeah. Don't think that that guys who are like, man, she doesn't treat me with enough respect aren't picking up on that. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like my girlfriend don't treat me enough respect. I'm gonna go get my guns. I mean, <laughs> he, you know, like I, I'm joking, and at the same time, it's <laughs> it's, it's so fucking, awful. Awful. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And um, uh, the other thing is, it's just speaking of pandering to the audience, there's a what I believe is a deliberate misspelling in this. When he says, "I believe in love," believe in the subtitles, which are fancy kind of graphical subtitles. There's not, not just the automatic translation into uh, subtitles that you see on YouTube or something like that. These are I, graphical subtitles. The word "believe" is misspelled. It's spelled B-E-L-I-V-E. I believe. I believe. I'm alive. I'm not one of them elites. I don't know the, the difference between audition and audition and accept and accept. And, uh, who the fuck know that stuff? 
Oh my God. Marble mouth, John Kennedy. Uh, and it's, by the way, the NRA put this out. This is like an, uh, the NRA really, really loves this. The reason the NRA put it out is because they said it's going to trigger the libs. So that's, I mean, you want right. to talk about the driving politics between, behind the Republican Party. The, well, I guess this is a faction of, you could kind of categorize this under Trumpism. The whole idea is to just own the libs. As long as they're owning and triggering the libs, which is not actually owning or triggering anybody. Um, no, I mean, that I, seems I'm, to I'm be laughing the, yeah. what an asshole he is. And I think it's, <laughs> it's utterly irresponsible because, again, the clear implication is there for anybody who wants to see it for domestic violence. Yeah. But I'm not sure triggering like, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, they're the ones who, who they're the ones who are getting who are getting destroyed in court, trying to declare themselves bankrupt, uh, having it not work, bringing Russian spies into their organization, mm-hmm. fighting with each other. So half of their leadership left and they're accusing the other half of all sorts of crimes like. Yeah. I'm not sure what I mean. You guys aren't triggering me, man. That's a that that for me is a fun night thinking about all you're going through. I'm oh, enjoying yeah. life. Yeah. What What do you think, foul mouth Barack? There are white folks, and then there are ignorant motherfuckers like you. He's not a big fan of John Kennedy. Clearly, no. Um, a nah. cu- couple of quick things. I want to talk about this uh, Wuhan article in the Wall Street Journal in just a second, but I wanted to mention too. Um, by the way, speaking of COVID, as of today, 50 percent of all U.S. adults are expected to be fully vaccinated. Also breaking the other half of u.s adults are children who don't know the difference yes. between fact and fiction and are scared of needles like babies yes that's the, <laughs> the what we should half. do oh the baby don't want the needle <laughs> um i mean for all you tough guys you've got your 47 guns mm-hmm. you may see somebody who has a different complexion than you and that scares the shit out of you and you pee yourself <laughs> um my 14 year old's going to get his first uh first shot today because you know they just did that a week ago or whatever and yeah. we were able to get him in for today so you know he can take the needle but you big tough guys can't well there it is what they're doing is they're not getting vaccinated to trigger the libs to own the libs that's i i'm sure that's part of it because they're like you know because it's it's become the vaccines have become uh, partially political uh while there has well been, they did that on purpose the yeah. way they politicized masks yep you know, and then now you have, you know, when you talk about dumbassery, mm-hmm. you know, Rand Paul, who is a monument to dumbassery, <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. it's like, I can't get a, a, a medical board to prove me as a doctor. I'm going to start my own board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, every, I mean, I go on for hours about Rand Paul, about what an idiot he is and freaking traitor for that matter. Oh, yeah. Little, little, little errand boy delivering notes between Putin and, and, and Trump <laughs> yeah, uh, and doing it and, and offering to do it. But, um, you know, but, you know, when people like him and, and, and Tucker Swanson, McNear, Carlson, the 47th, and, <laughs> you know, and, and all these people do this stuff. I mean, people are watching them. It's why, you know, Bob, like you and I are guys who, who we write, we, we, you know, have podcasts, we do mm-hmm. all this stuff. But I've, I've been saying this for a while now, man, the, the, we, there's extremism on the second amendment. And I've been saying, you know, the first amendment extremism is going to end this country if we let it yeah you know if we decide that anybody can yell fire in a crowded theater which is what we're doing right now if we bestow the title of news on a station that is anything but and allow them to lie with impunity about things that get people killed uh regularly yeah you know like this i mean people should read timelines from how various democracies went to authoritarianism and this is it mm-hmm. you know it's voting rights it's voting and it's disinformation yeah yeah are, are, are the 
Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a whatever. There, oh, that's okay. Well, I mean, people think there's going to be some switch that's going to be thrown and suddenly fascism. It's like, doink, we're going to press this button and suddenly we're in a fascist state. Um, it doesn't work like that. It's going to be much more no. organic. It's going to be, that's slow, but it's going to be slower in terms of there's always going to be some kind of pretext. In order to get to that place where we're, our government becomes this authoritarian body run by uh, Trump or Trump clone X, uh, it's going to be one of those things where they're going to bring a lot of people along with them because those people are going to believe there's a specific purpose for why these actions are being taken toward. Right. You, you spend a while. Yeah. You take a while and you and you, you use propaganda mm-hmm. um, on on people to convince them uh, that what they're doing is actually uh, not just legitimate. Yeah. But honorable and what they must do. I mean, you saw you may have seen an Ipsos poll from yesterday where fifty three percent of Republicans think Trump is the legitimate president. Yeah. Still the president. Uh, I mean, yep. yeah. Now that's that that tells you again, every day, Fox News, talk radio, you know, all these places, and then Republican politicians are feeding this garbage between mm-hmm. Trump and whatever. And what you do is you just, you know, uh, you, there's such a thing as a democratic culture. Yeah. It's a culture of where we want peace, we want prosperity, we agree that we're all in this together, we agree that that we're going to determine at the ballot box, because it's better for all of us, who leads, and hopefully the people that win on both sides will, will compromise somewhat, but those that, that actually win, depending upon how big they win, they get more. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's supposed to work, because we've agreed we're going to solve things with ballots and not bullets. Yeah. They have been, over 30 years, and particularly the last 10 years, destroying that culture. Mm-hmm. It, we didn't just get to the point where We've now got people in states who've said they're willing to overthrow electoral results. You know, that didn't exist 20 years ago. Yeah. And if you said that, you'd be called out by everybody. We're now there. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, um, we've we've reached a place now, Cliff, in the time that you and I have been part of the blogosphere, part of the, the, the podcasting universe and all points in between. In that period of time, we went from Bill Crystal loudly defending George W. Bush against accusations that he was a fascist and a torturer and a warmonger and all these things, an incompetent boob, all the rest of it. We've gone from that point to Bill Kristol saying, everybody's got to vote for Democrats. I mean, that's that's how far this has gone with the Republican Party, where they have lost Bill Kristol and David Frum, some of the villains that we came up with as far as, uh, you know, our and, initial blogging and, and experience. Dick Cheney, one of the biggest yeah. villains, maybe the biggest villain of the Bush administration, maybe the bigger villain than Bush himself. Right. You know, his daughter is being kicked out of, of leadership because she thinks that, that even for all the awful policies she believes in, she thinks that we still basically should be a democracy. Mm-hmm. And that's too much. Yeah. Yeah. And George, mean, George Prescott Bush, as you mentioned earlier, kissing Trump's ring, kissing Trump's ass publicly yep. selling out his family uh, because this is the drive toward the Republican Party. Donald Trump runs the Republican Party, and the sooner we all wrap our heads around this, this is how it's going. This is the enemy. The, he remains a threat to American democracy. Um, speaking of Donald Trump, he is claiming that uh, he was right all along about the Wuhan lab and how <laughs> China sent us the... Wuhan clan? He thought he was right about that? Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing, though. He wasn't right. For the longest time, he was going, we're cooperating with China. I'm in close. I have a great relationship with President Xi of China. (laughs) And we're doing all these things with China. China. 
I'm doing Jackie lots of now. things. Yeah, all kinds of things. They're great things. You're going to be hearing about the things with China coming up. They're great partners, and we're doing it. Yeah, well, that's what he was saying for a long time. He was also saying that, yeah, China sent us the virus. So he was also saying that. He's covering all of his bases. And so now he can say he was right, because at one point he did say they sent us the virus, which has led to AAPI hate crimes, by the way. Donald Trump. Right, well, is we haven't determined now, right? I mean, they were just saying it's plausible. Yeah. Am I right? What, plausible in terms of what? The AAPI that, hate crimes? That it was something that got out of a lab. Oh, no. Yeah. No, this uh, this article is f- bullshit. This Wall Street Journal piece is full of shit. It reminds me of the reporting that happened around the NSA Snowden story back in 2013, where they take a little nugget. Yeah, it's funny of... that there's a certain guy that's been involved with both of those things. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think what his name is. It's like a weird alliterative name. <laughs> Some goofy guy that needed to, to run down to a different country to marry somebody half their age because nobody their age likes them. <laughs> Gren Gleenwald, is is that his name? Something like Sounds that. like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so this article basically says that a couple of the scientists from the Wuhan lab showed COVID symptoms in November of 2019. And the Wall Street Journal attained a document showing that. But first of all, it doesn't say the virus was deliberately released. There's nothing like that in this article. Right. There's nothing like that in the document that they cite in the article. So first of all, anyone who's jumping to the conspiracy theory that China sent us the virus from China, anyone who's jumping to that Donald Trump conclusion is full of shit. It's not in the article. But it doesn't need to be in the article because it's the patina of truth that circulates around the world a couple of times before it gets debunked. And that's the uh, that's the strategy. Also, so they sent us the virus by first releasing it among themselves, killing a whole bunch of their own people <laughs> yeah. and sending it all over the world. I mean, I wasn't talking about that. I was saying, you know, <clears throat> there were folks who were like, it couldn't possibly have escaped from, from a lab. And my whole mm-hmm. thing <clears throat> has always been I follow these weird things called science, evidence, yeah. statistics, logic. You know, post-enlightenment principles. Mm-hmm. So, if somebody shows me evidence that it escaped from a lab, I'll, then I can be convinced. Yeah, but it, everything I had seen, you know, didn't say that. So now, if this Wall Street Journal article is trying to say they released it on purpose, no. Yeah. I mean, again, idiotic. If I didn't read the Wall Street Journal piece, so I, you know, but if it says that that it could have escaped from a lab, well, yeah. I mean, I guess it could. Well, that, that's the but implication. No evidence that's, saying it did, yeah. as far as as we as I know mm-hmm. at this point, right? Right, right. Well, what it's doing is it's feeding the conspiracy theory that it was deliberate. It's not necessarily saying it was deliberate. There's nothing in the article about that. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, first of all, these guys work on the, the scientists in the Wuhan lab work on coronavirus strains all day, every day. So the fact that a couple of them got sick is not that surprising. Second of all, so people in labs with like, what are they level five or four and most dangerous sort of, yeah, yeah, they actually get infected sometimes. I mean, it's awful, but it, it does actually happen. Yeah, That's right, why right. they're infectious diseases. Well, and if you follow the uh, Twitter account, own all the things or pwn all the things who's uh, apparently an intelligence analyst. He uh, did a whole thread about this. He, she did a whole thread uh, about this particular article, debunking most of it. And a couple of things that uh, Pone All the Things mentioned was uh, there was no document provided in the article. And that's plain to anyone who's reading the article. You'll never find a link to the actual document that they're citing in this Wall Street Journal piece. Uh, The document was drafted in the final days, it says, in the final days of the previous administration, almost a year into the pandemic. The Trump administration drafts this document saying that there were these scientists in the Wuhan lab who had COVID symptoms in November 2019. 
okay, yeah, we're going to believe that. That could be, upon all the things right, so that could be a coincidence. Documents get written all the time, but could also be an indication that it was drafted to codify a political conclusion rather than an intelligence one. And then right. he writes, uh, long story short is this reporting is taking something that isn't an official IC assessment and passing it off as one to give it the glean of authority. So this is not a, an intelligence community assessment, but the Wall Street Journal is treating it like one. So there are a couple of things. <laughs> there are g- g- yeah, gigantic there. holes, right? Gigantic holes in this story. And it reminds me of the way the NSA thing was reported, as I said a second ago. The way the NSA thing came down with Edward Snowden was like a game of telephone, where the documents say one thing. It was interpreted a different way by some of the reporters, including Glenn Greenwald. And then as it wormed its way through social media and things like that, the stories changed and shifted. And a lot of the uh, mitigating details got shed, got lost in that process of telephone. And it just became the NSA is spying on you personally. And that was the story that was rampant throughout that entire summer and different variations of that as the Snowden documents dripped out through Greenwald and other sources. But the fact is that the initial reports, and if you look at the actual NSA slides themselves, the PowerPoint slides, the information that was in there and and some of the information that was already reported on years, if not decades earlier, was getting lost or regurgitated in a way that seemed like it was more sinister than it actually was. There was such terrible reporting happening. 2013 into 2014 was some of the worst journalism I had ever seen in my entire life, from mainstream outlets all the way down to blogs. It was just ugly and misleading. Well, because people were pushing predetermined conclusions. Right, right. You had had serial fabulists Mm -hmm. like Glenn, pushing their narrative yep. um, and because he he could claim the authority of well he's the one who has the documents and mm-hmm. is with Snowden and blah 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 he knows more than you do you know and 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 in that sort of arrogant swagger of his yeah. um and and in the end result was I think a lot of people were cowed a lot of people on the left uh, already there's at least elements of the left that that already have it in for the national security state no matter what mm-hmm. so just give them a pretext I mean there was a lot going on there. Um, it would be my conclusion. And I still yeah. don't fully know, you know, I mean, because in the end, that story, there was so much else going on. And I just was like, I'm not even at some point. I just tuned that damn story out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was clear that there were some reforms that were needed inside the intelligence sure. community, specifically the NSA. And, th- and that's a fact. I mean, there was no one who was disputing that. But it was the right, way right? There was that the metadata. And, yeah. And, you yeah. Know, they were picking things up. But at the same time, you know. <laughs> God, I, have I don't stories. know. The dude ended up in Moscow. Yeah, and, uh, I know. Well, hey, well, God, I mean, holy shit. Don't get me started on that because not only did he end up in Moscow, but before he left Hong Kong, there was a, an alleged pizza party for his birthday at the Russian consulate. And then he is shuttled. Now, think of, of all of this through the prism of what we've learned over the past four years about Russia. Um, and what we've learned over the past four to six years, I would say about, about Julian Assange is just a Russian cutout, right? you know, not some, some fighter for sure. I mean, this is who Glenn was dealing with regularly, you know, uh, and whatever. And then, so those are things that make you ask yourself, Hmm, wonder, wonder if there could be information (laughs) compromised somewhere. There could be information people have on other people that certain, certain lazy, you know, angry, not real journalists got themselves in over their heads mm-hmm. uh, and then found out who it was they actually were working with 
and those guys then had information on them. Just oh, yeah. throwing that out loud. Yeah, well, what happened was is Snowden was escorted, speaking of Julian Assange, Snowden was escorted from Hong Kong to Moscow by WikiLeaks attorneys, by WikiLeaks staff members. Yep. <laughs> so WikiLeaks was deeply involved in this. And then when Snowden lands at the airport, he, he's immediately represented in Russia by Anatoly Kucherina. Anatoly Kucherina is a former uh, attorney for the, God, I want to say the FSB. Yeah, it's the FSB. It wasn't because uh, uh, yeah. sometimes I mix up the FSB and the GRU, which are both uh, Russian intelligence. Which are services. both intelligence yeah, units, yeah. but yeah, I mean, but, one's military and it was the FSB, well, yeah. whatever. I don't even get into all that. But the point being, mm. um, I've, I've thought ever since I just sat there and sort of thought about the generalities of that, that it explains a lot. Oh, yeah. Let's just yeah. say. And Snowden remains a guest of Vladimir Putin. In the capital city of Russia. I mean, that's all you really need right. to know. Which, again, could be removed at any time and he could be summarily executed. Yeah. And you know what I mean, the point is, is that when you're thinking about things, uh, compromise like mm, things. Yeah. You know, mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Being I, in a dictator's country and completely at their whim. <laughs> right. What do you think, foul mouth Barack? Shit's getting way too complicated for me. Yeah, me too. Uh, okay. So well, that, that kind of gives you a sense of the kind of reporting we were looking at back then and the kind of reporting we're seeing now from the Wall Street Journal about this Wuhan lab story, which is just fueling the conspiracy theories, aiding the biases, confirmation bias of all the people who want to believe that China sent us the virus from China. <sighs> and again, Shit. like that one is just... That's the stupidest thing of all. Yeah. You know, like there's, there could be a plausible case that something accidentally got out. It could mm -hmm. happen here. Yeah. We work on all sorts of, of things like that. Mm -hmm. You think, you know, something like, like uh, the Hunter virus or Ebola or some evil, awful thing couldn't escape. I mean, I, I believe that we've got better safety and security protocols and that kind of thing. So it's less likely, but it's not like something like that's an impossibility. Yeah. Well, I don't, you know, Generally, in a closed system like China, where there's no transparency mm -hmm. and and they don't have to to uh, you know put themselves in front of the will of the voters and and public opinion and the rest, there may not be the kind of of safety and security. Maybe something could escape. So, I mean, my whole point is, I don't think it's implausible that it could have gotten out of there. But but the 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 argument that they released it on purpose. So like, yes, let's kill our own people. Yeah. It's absolutely absurd. And yeah. harm ourselves. And then everybody in countries around us before it gets to the United States, none of that makes any sense. No, it just, it doesn't pass the smell test. It's just stupid. All right. We're going to uh, take one last break here and come back and wrap up the show right after these words. You can't always get a clean. You can feel good about inside and out. Unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com.
Welcome back to the show. This is uh, Option Y, a song called Senile Felines from Step On No Pets. Every song and the title of the album is a palindrome, in case you're wondering. Senile Felines, spelled backwards, is also Senile Felines. Step On No Pets, spelled backwards, is also Step On No Pets. Get it? Link in the description at bobseska.com, right under this here podcast. And thank you for supporting all of our indie bands here on the show. Okay, let's see. Before we wrap up today, we're running a little bit long. Notify the affiliates. That's okay. Uh, George Will. Here we are. This goes to what I was saying earlier, Cliff, about the yes. uh, the weird evolution that politics has taken over the past, whatever it is, 10, 15 years. George Will is now speaking rationally about the Republican Party. I remember if this was 15 years ago, and if I had said anything like this that we're about to hear from George Will, George Will would have said, you're full of shit. I don't think he's a profanity guy, but I think he would have objected to that. Bill Kristol would have objected to that. All the people who are now saying these things would have objected to the same exact thoughts 15 years ago. Here's, yep. here's George Will. Uh, who, by the way, doesn't age and doesn't lose any hair somehow. Talking about oh, that's the, the hair is fake. <laughs> okay, is that a scoop? Is that an exclusive? I'm pretty sure the hair is okay. rough and has been for a while. I thought you may have. Tu- <laughs> I thought you may have tugged on it at one point. Got okay, that's a toupee. <laughs> no, I've never had the. the, the yeah. <laughs> you never been close enough to George Will to check his toupee. Exactly, I never able to quite lasso that thing. It moves too quickly. <laughs> it moves too quickly. It's so funny. Here's George Will talking about the one six commission. Whether that's going to happen. But mainly the driving force behind all Republican decisions right now. And remember what I've been saying over the past two weeks. Here's George Will on This Week with George Stephanopoulos the other day. All right, there. We heard Susan Collins say she's so optimistic for something going forward in this January 6th commission. It's kind of hard to believe it's even controversial. Well, it's controversial for one reason. We have something new in American history that is a political party defined by the terror it feels for its own voters. That's the Republican Party right now. Every elected official is frightened of his voters, therefore doesn't respect his voters, doesn't like his voters, and is afraid that a vote for this will be seen as an insult to the 45th president. There. Okay. That's all we need to hear from George Will. He's going to go on about the 1-6 commission. We all agree about that. Uh, He believes it's still going to happen. But the point is, as I was saying last week and the week before, that the Republican Party is terrified of Trump's voters. They don't give a shit about Donald Trump. I I should revise that. They only give a, a shit about Donald Trump to the extent that it appeases Donald Trump's voters. Those are the people. You want to know why the Republicans are bending over backwards to codify Donald Trump's lies about the election in the form of these election laws in Georgia, Texas, Florida, et cetera. Or why they just keep pandering about the uh, insurrection, why they keep pandering about immigration, why they're lining up to uh, rubber stamp everything Trump says, whether it's on Fox News Channel or whether it's on the floor of the United States Senate. This is why the Republican Party is now driven by voter support for Trumpism. 
Yep. This is the entire well, drive. This is the thing that is keeping them alive. This is their like their little inflatable arm floaties keeping the entire party afloat. And as soon as those fucking arm floaties deflate, the Republican Party is screwed. But the question is whether that deflating is going to happen before or after the country gets uh, dragged into fascist idiocracy. So Kevin McCarthy would have had to, well, you know, if he has to go under oath in front of a commission, you know, he, he will have two choices to, to implicate Trump and perhaps himself, or he'll have to perjure himself. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to do that. Yep. You know, I mean, we, we've heard from third parties who were there, the conversations that took place, right? We heard it from, uh, what's her name? Uh, the representative who voted to impeach courageously, the Republican from uh, Washington state. I can't Mm -hmm. think of her name right now. Herrera, um, Butler Herrera, Herrera. Oh Butler. yeah, yeah, yeah. She overheard. I mean, she came forward and heard the conversation where he basically like was like, "Get people over here now." Or mm-hmm. McCarthy said to Trump, and Trump was like, "Oh well, you know, maybe if you liked me more, it wouldn't be a problem." Yep. You know, maybe there's a reason they're mad. He was just basically playing games with this guy while people were were, were going into the Capitol. You know, yeah. and, and 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 that's the thing. Like, I couldn't believe it. I know you weren't one of these people, but when these people would like who who are supposed to understand politics, understand culture with saying, just wait, it's going to be okay. You know, once uh-uh. Donald Trump is gone, I was like, are you on crack? Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, he, that's bullshit. he's not going to be gone. Yeah, like, do you, yeah. you think that the only way we can communicate these days is via like carrier pigeon or something? Mm-hmm. In like, fact, our friend Oliver Willis was saying something very, very similar to what you're saying uh, the other day, which is that, Democrats have this thing where as soon as we elect a Democratic president, we think everything's fixed and then we go to sleep and then the Republicans regroup and then they win big in the midterms and we go, why, oh, why did that happen? Well, it's because we're not paying attention. Democrats, the media, though, members of the media were saying that. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. Like, he, you know, even if he's off Twitter, which he is, he's mm-hmm. still going to have the power to reach people by going on Fox. Fox is still yeah. going to be repeating his propaganda unless Rupert Murdoch suddenly grows a conscience. Not likely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's going to be repeating his propaganda day in and day out. Yeah. Talk radio, the rest of them. So they're all going to keep saying the, the garbage that, that Trump says. And by doing that. Right. The lie stays out there and everybody still believes that Trump's, you know, the, the rightful president and whatever. He has a hold on these people. And so if you want to win a majority and that's all you care about because you're Kevin McCarthy or Mitch McConnell, you're going to have to do a certain amount of ass kissing. Yeah. And I be- mean, it just it's just that simple. And before we start awarding Liz Cheney some sort of medal for a profile in courage, let's remember right. that she just sat with Jonathan Swan for an interview the other day. And she she was asked directly about all these election laws that are passed 100% because Donald Trump was sitting on the john, tweeting about this during the transition, making up conspiracy theories about the election, fabricating them out of nothing, making them up whole cloth. Liz Cheney was asked about that by Jonathan Swan the other day, and she was like, well, I, I don't know. I I guess. Sure, we'll have these laws. I think these laws are a good thing. I think voter ID is a good thing. And so, Jesus Christ. Right. Not one of the members of the House, again, the 35 that voted for this January 6th commission, the 10 who are among those 35 who voted to, to impeach Donald Trump, mm-hmm. not one of them, and I just tweeted something about this today, you know, voted in favor of, of the first voting rights bill they put out there. Yeah. It was literally all Democrats. And it's like, do you guys, do you have any 
internal consistency whatsoever. I mean, no. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Kinzinger and Meyer and people that at least I've admired where they've been vis-a-vis Trump? I don't believe you have to, and nothing's black and white in this world. I don't have to fall in love with them. I have to think their policies aren't terrible, which they are, but at least they stood up on that. But then they even undermine that because you're like, do you get that if you purge like reams and reams of normal people from voting, that the most extreme people, the ones who you who you get, Mm-hmm. where the ones behind January 6th are going to have a much larger voice? Is yeah, that what you yeah. want? Well, like, that's how a, do you not, it's, it's simple math. How can you not get that? And there's a, a silver lining to all of this, which is that the only reason they're doing these election laws, the only reason they're taking the actions they are now, whether it's the propaganda, support for Donald Trump, and the hero, cult-like hero worship of Donald Trump and all the rest of it, the reason they're doing this is because they are a dying party. They're being demographic, if I can turn the word demographic, demographic into a verb they're they're being demographic out of existence is what's happening to the republican party and no one knows it more than the republican party that's why they're embracing the third rail of trumpism with both arms and both legs and humping it to death because they know (laughs) right around the corner and you see it too cliff right around the corner if the republicans don't pull these stunts they go extinct they become a permanent opposition party where they're completely marginalized and so there isn't that much further to go if you want to keep the Republican Party as it stands right now in the margins and you want to uh, let them trip over their own feet in this process of embracing Donald Trump. So there is kind of an upside to all of this. Now, it could go horribly awry. And the one way it goes horribly awry is if Democrats go, la, 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 not listening, la, 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 and, and we, we sit out the election, we don't go into, and vote in the midterms, and we don't bring the same kind of fire that we brought in 2020 and 2018 to the next two elections. The, the way Democrats lose to fascist idiocracy is if Democrats and the broader American culture, which is quite liberal, decides to go to fucking sleep and not rise right. up and, and- against this. Correct. If voters don't turn the fuck out like like their democracy depends on it, mm-hmm. if you know representatives and or, you know the the presidential administration don't keep pushing like our democracy depends on it. I mean, Biden's got a sixty two percent approval rating right now, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah. With the polarization, with the lies being told about him by Fox and all of that. Well, you know, I'm I'm hoping I get that they want to you know that they've got to deal with Joe Manchin which ain't easy. And so they're trying to get this, you know, an infrastructure bill or whatever, but there just has to be a point where they put their foot down and say enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, 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 they did that with the stimulus. They gave them a little time to, to negotiate. Republicans proved that they were so utterly full of shit. They're like, we'll give you $6 and a pack of gum. <laughs> and they were like, no, fuck you. We're yeah. passing our thing. That's and right. it, the results have been tremendous. We've surpassed anywhere we thought we would get in terms of, how quickly we got vaccines out because of it. You know, the economy came roaring back and all of this. And so you need to do the same thing with infrastructure now, which is, okay, you've given them some time, put it, put, you know, right now there needs to be a deadline. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a week from today, whatever. You come to us with something that you, that 10 members are going to vote for. And oh, by the way, you do that bullshit where you come to us and you say, and you get us to make changes and then don't vote for it, then we're fucking chucking the bill and we're going back to the old bill you hate. And fuck you, by the way. <laughs> That's what we yeah, should do. Because I'm so tired of that. Yeah, I'm so tired of that shit. Mm-hmm. Which is, oh yeah, we'll add their changes. Oh, and then they didn't vote for it anyhow. Oh, and they're bragging about it. Yeah. At home, those very changes ended up being enacted that they wanted, but they didn't want to vote for it. No. Yeah. You know, like, it needs to be very clear. You're going to vote for it 
if we make these changes to get your vote. And if you don't, how about fuck you? And we're taking them out and we're going to go back to the original bill. Yeah, exactly. It's this it's this phenomenon right here. This time I'm going to kick that football clear to the moon. <laughs> yeah, every time the uh, Democrats take the word of the Republicans that they're going to vote for the uh, amendments they made <laughs> to the bill, yep. they're going to vote for the ultimate legislation. That's always what happens. They pull the football out at the last minute and we go, oh! and we fall down and it's this is the crap we all get tired of yeah absolutely oh we're gonna do the right thing oh we're the party of responsibility you know even if they're acting this way oh you know we're gonna keep their changes because it wouldn't be right to take them out Mm -hmm. you know we're not gonna put merrick garland on the i loved obama whatever but he fell into some of this too we're not gonna put merrick garland on the court as a recess appointee so at least we get one year which we would have gotten mm-hmm. with a good supreme court justice and also as a fuck you to them for not doing their jobs <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like i just this is the stuff that you know and then the, the non-clear messaging yeah you know they're calling hillary clinton everything from a terrorist to a traitor over benghazi which mm-hmm. is a terrible security lapse that we should have wanted to get to the bottom of but they didn't care to because they just wanted to use it to, to hit obama and hillary and Meantime, there's an attack on our capital for the first time in 200 years, which they incited and probably some of them participated in. But, you know, our people are like, well, they probably have something to hide and maybe stop talking like that. <laughs> Message the <laughs> damn right. thing. Right. Which right, is, right. Kevin McCarthy won't vote for it because he knows the conversations he had with Donald Trump will come out, which will show that he is complicit in the first attack on the United States Capitol in 200 years, an act of domestic terrorism and treason. How about that? Yeah. For a fucking line. There you go. Absolutely. Sorry, I well, ate my readings today, Bob. Well, here's the. <laughs> Well, here's the other thing I just want to add as we wrap up uh, the show. Um, American culture is extremely liberal. Believe it or not, I mean, you could look at Donald Trump and you look at the Republican Party and go, how could you be saying that, Bob? Well, it actually is. When American culture rises up and takes action, when we, uh, when we wake up and actually do something politically, Democrats are elected. When, we go, when the yes. culture goes to sleep, that's when Republicans get elected. So the hope is that as the Republicans wall themselves off, and but at the same time passing uh, legislation that affects everybody and takes away our rights, uh, embeds itself in your uterus, and allows maniacs to have as many guns as they want, uh, hopefully that will get us to the point where the culture says ah, enough 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 and that's yep. how that's how the republicans get undermined okay and is you know what else cliff we have uh we've gone long today and i i, I so oh, appreciate I apologize you guys for that i'm just no. allowed now it was oh my god that, that well that that see that's the point of the show to talk about these things at length and so i'm so glad that you were able to come on and hang out with us today and, and fill in for my Buzz. pleasure thank you for having me on man I, this is my catharsis plus yeah. i always enjoy talking to you so well, we're going to talk for a few minutes longer on the post-mortem show we're going to cover ufos a little bit we're going to talk I, I have a theory on these UFO things, or basically, I, I should say, I have a gripe about the UFO stuff. So we're going to talk about that coming up here in just a second. Plus, everything we didn't get to on the free portion of the show. Meanwhile, you can find Cliff Schecker and the Unprecedented Podcast at uh, sexyliberal.com. It's one of the great uh, sexy liberal podcast programs on your superstation, sexyliberal.com. Also, you can find uh, Cliff and John Aravosis. I almost said that like you guys are a married couple. Cliff and John, the Aravosuses, uh, you can find you can find them at Patreon. He's great. I don't think my parents would approve. <laughs> Patreon.com <laughs> slash unprecedented pod. 
Uh, we got a link in the description at uh, bobseska.com for your uh, convenience. Also, uh, if you want to sign up for the Postmortem Show, you want to sign up at any level on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. Thank you for your support. Really, really appreciate it. Postmortem Show coming up next. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.